Welcome to The Recovering Perfectionist, where you'll learn all the hacks you need to get started and finished on your business or project. You'll connect with successful entrepreneurs who are in perfectionist rehab, unapologetically experimenting and balancing life, business, family, and me time. I'm your host and Chief Recovering Perfectionist, Claire Barton. Hey, it's Claire at The Recovering Perfectionist. Thanks for joining me today. I've got Elizabeth Campbell, who is the word stylist on the show with me today. And she is a journalist and a blogger and a business owner and a speaker and an author and a thousand different things. And she's a very, very awesome person and someone who I completely love to follow and absolutely love spending time with. Uh, She is going to share with us a heap of tips and tricks on blogging and how to get started or um, start making your blog work harder for you in terms of uh, recycling it and how to get a bit of structure and that sort of thing if you're just getting started as well and how it forms part of your sales funnel. So have a listen. I'd love to know your thoughts. It's very practical um, listening. And Liz also runs workshops online and in person. So uh, have a stalk. Check her out. Um, I'm sure you'll love it just as much as I do. Okay, see ya. Hey, everyone. It's Claire here. And I've got Elizabeth Campbell, who is the word stylist with me on the show today. How are you going, Liz? I'm so well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Claire. So great to have you on. So um, Liz, you and I have known each other only for a few months and the first time I think I came across you was at one of your amazing meetup um, networking events back in probably October or November in 2016 and I've come to a couple of events since then and we've done a couple of other bits and pieces including a workshop with Francesca Moy and Natasha Denman a couple of weeks ago that was absolutely amazing. Um, and Liz, I've heard bits and pieces of your story and I really love your style. I love your storytelling and I'm definitely interested in um, sharing with our audience today um, a little bit about your processes and all of that sort of thing. But before we get stuck into that, maybe you can tell us a bit about who you are and what you do, a bit about your business and your background um, and sure. all of that to get started. Sure. Oh, there's nothing I love more than talking about my um, <laughs> love of writing. I call it my one true love. So my background is as a journalist and I was a journo for about, um, well, 13 years before I left and, and was in my business full time, but altogether 16 years. So I'm not a practicing journo anymore, but now I have an online content writing agency where we write websites, blogs, and social content for small style conscious businesses. And I also teach people how to write and how to Mm -hmm. blog. And that's my favorite thing in the world. I just love it. I couldn't think of anything more that I'd rather be doing than either talking about blogging and writing or teaching it or doing my own writing. Yeah, Yeah, I love it so much. So about, um, it was three, three years ago, I think now, maybe going into the fourth year. Must be going about to go into four years ago. I pretty much, I had a nervous breakdown and um, pretty much had to leave the media. So uh, it's a long, like a long-term career in the media is quite um, taxing on your mental health and also on your body, like with the stress and everything that comes with being a journo, like you're deadline driven. You've got multiple daily deadlines. Um, And there's also all of that horrible news that you're always Mm. surrounded with. And it just, I loved it. And I always wanted to be a journo ever since I was 14 was when I was first published. And from then on, that's all I ever wanted to do. 
But once I'd been in it for so long, it just took its toll and I needed, I basically I just got up and walked out one day and without licking the bird, I pretty much had a Jerry Maguire moment and just had to go. Like I just couldn't <laughs> be there any longer. It was just doing my head in, yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. So I took a week off just to sort out what I was going to do and then I basically, I never went back then. Like I took the week of stress leave, I took all my holidays, I took all my sick pay, I did sick leave I did everything I possibly could to get that month's notice that I had to give so I never had to go back hmm. and in that time I'd already started my business on the side but it was like maybe getting me about 500 bucks a month it was nothing crazy I had a couple of little clients I just called it my shoe money or my <laughs> holiday money because like I could buy beautiful sparkly shoes with that money it was just <laughs> extra cash you know I had a full-time yeah. job and I didn't but then I realised, okay, this was actually a really cool little niche that I'd found that not a lot of other journalists in particular were doing, but not really a lot of, like, there weren't any other online content writing agencies around. And I still don't think that there are. They're more marketing and PR, but we're different because we only do websites, blogs, and then I only do social for the people that we've done websites and blogs for sure. because that's... I still love that writing side of it. Mm. And so then I just basically threw myself into that and I was fully booked within the first three months and then the next three months after that was all repeat business or referral business. So I just, I found this cool little sweet spot, you know, that mm. nobody really was doing and we only, only employ journalists so we know how to tell a story and write a story that gets read so the website content and blogs and all of that's all story-based and journalistically written. Mm -hmm. So that's what I get to do. And then 12 months ago I decided that I was sick of doing that and, you know, I'd got that business going and the team and everything was doing well and I really wanted to run workshops and so, as you mentioned before, I met Francesca Moy and she helped me do that. And it's just gone ballistic. I just I found another cool little niche that, like, people just want to, either they want to know how to do it so that if they get a content writer on board, they're aware of what, mm -hmm. how it all works, mm -hmm. or they want to do it for themselves. Yeah. And so now I've got these two really cool, still little niche businesses that are just going nuts. And I, I just... It. I'm loving it. Like, we moved in. I know. I'm at home today, but we, um, I've moved into an office at Queensland Tennis Centre and we got kicked out because the Davis Cup is on this weekend. Huh. Yeah, next weekend, this weekend. This weekend, I think it is. Okay. And so that's the only condition of our, um, Francesca and I are both there, of our tenancy agreement is that if there's an international um, superstar match on where all the <laughs> like amazing tennis players and their wives and girlfriends are going to be, we have to ship out. So, which is awesome because like I get to now just be at home or Still at home. I was at the library yesterday. Yeah. I just love it. Like I just look around me and I just see what I'm able to do and I remember how I felt when I left the media and it wasn't a nice feeling at all. And now I look at how I feel today and I just feel amazing. Oh, it's, it's such a big difference, isn't it? I said to my husband the other day, one thing I love about working from home or from, you know, wherever I'm working at the time is usually I really only have to look good from here up. Like I'm sitting here literally in my trackies and a pair of daggy old socks. <laughs> but I've done my makeup and my hair and I'm wearing an okay T-shirt. So 
and nothing else really matters. And <laughs> for people who are listening just to the audio version, it really doesn't matter what I'm wearing. But it's just such a nice lifestyle thing, you know. And you know, I've got two little kids, so if they're around, like I don't get a great deal of work done. But it's not that stress of having to kind of call in sick and you know yeah. explain that sort of story again. So yeah, totally, totally get that. So absolutely, the lifestyle and even though, like, this is amazing. I was. Yeah, I was senior journalist and, and editor and whatever there and, like, I pretty much got to do what I wanted anyway but it was still, like, you still had to go in. There was no um, flexibility. You know, all I wanted and all that would have made it life so much easier for me was to have a day off, like, a day to work at home. That's all I wanted. I didn't even want, I wanted to work five days still. Well, it wasn't. It was around the clock. But I just wanted a day to work at home so that I could go and do my grocery shopping. Like, seriously, that's all I wanted. I just wanted to be able to go for one hour, do my grocery shopping on like a Monday or whatever, and then get back into work. So now I get to design my own life. It's awesome. Up you, corporate. Yeah. <laughs> so, Liz, um, I obviously talk a lot about um, strategy and content strategy and social media strategy and all of that sort of thing. But where there's a bit of, I guess, that overlap is that you actually teach people how to write and how to style a blog. And I mean, blogs yeah. probably, I don't know, maybe when you started um, in journalism, that blogs weren't really a thing. Like it was all kind of um, copy for printed magazines, newspapers, all that yeah. sort of thing. So I'd love to know a little bit about kind of where where blogging's at now because I know um, probably a year or two ago, I remember hearing a lot of chatter like blogs are dead, no one's blogging anymore, it's all about video, it's all about short, snippety social media stuff and video blogs or vlogs, whatever you call them. So I'd love yeah. to kind of you know, like understand A, a little bit from you about, um, yeah, and podcasting obviously, um, but to understand a bit from about um, the sort of the lay of the land and where blogging sits these days and where all that kind of copy kind of sits, especially from, you know, from the point of view of someone who's either just starting out in business or maybe they're in more of an established business, but they're making some changes. Um, like what sort of content actually works in businesses these days? Yeah, well, I, I say blogging, right, because I'm a writer and I love that. But what I teach, the principles goes across any sort of content. So I've had video people say that the processes that I teach will work for them. It works for podcasters as well. You're right. Back um, about sort of 12 months, two years ago, um, people were saying that blogging was on the out and it wasn't popular anymore and no one was going to read it and the internet was going to be full of videos and no words at all. And I kind of like... It scared me a little bit and then I just thought, don't be ridiculous. Like they all said the same thing about newspapers and magazines and while there's been a decline, they're still around. I just saw a dude walking like he went into the shop today to buy a paper. Like they're still there. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. And then the other thing that I started to think about was, well, we still learn by reading. So we learn from the video and the visual, we learn from the audio and we learn from reading. So it's not going anywhere. Mm. And Google or search engines still require that we have written Word. content yeah. on our websites yeah. as well as like, and it's a holistic approach. So I just don't do blogging. I do social media. I still do media, traditional media stuff. I still, I do videos. I do lives. I do all of that. Like, a podcast has been something that I've wanted to do for a while as well, but it's sort of 
on the back burner <laughs> a little bit as I get these workshops happening, like yeah. the speaking, all of it. It's a holistic approach, but I believe that blogging is important, especially if you're starting out because you have your website, you have your blog on your website, and then you promote out to social media mm -hmm. and other streams which comes back to the website so we can get people into our funnels through mm -hmm. a, a downloadable which is often it's a written word like it's a five steps on or a how-to or something like that or a newsletter which is still a written word thing, you know yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think there's, I a, there's definitely a thing around um something that's tangible whether it's an actual printed book or printed paper or something like that or if it's just like something that you can read that's got a bit of extra weight and I guess there's there's kind of I guess there's two things and part of partly what you've just said that there's a little bit of that kind of return to the written word where you know five years yeah. ago all the rage was having an ebook like a, a kindles and that sort of thing but now everyone's kind of ditched them and they're going back to actually having books because it's a tactile thing. Like it's a really nice thing yeah. to be able to read. And we want our kids to be able to read and to appreciate books and not just have to get everything from a computer screen and that sort of thing. So I think yeah. that, you know, is definitely a thing. But I've also noticed a bit of a trend um, in uh, written words like blogs and that sort of thing, that the blogs aren't necessarily just... Um, information for the sake of information they're kind of um like you said they form part of a, a funnel they're kind of that yeah. um content rich or information and messaging rich medium to teach their people to teach potential um clients or you know people who are interested in whatever you have to teach about your um, beliefs and your uh, processes and your thought systems and and all of that sort of thing as well as whatever your craft is um, and yeah. there is like you said it's often got a call to action or it's often um, some sort of promotional whether it's like five percent promotion yeah. or 100 percent promotion on a thing so you often get a freebie out of it or you you know you learn something it's not just kind of like information to read about someone else's opinion on something it's no, a, and a learning we don't thing. really like opinion I always like talk about you have a blogging formula and you should blog weekly right that's when you'll get the best results from your readers because they'll get to know you more quickly and they'll get to pretty much what we want to do is form a connection and a relationship with our words our wow words i call them so that people fall in love with us and they want to keep coming back they want to get our newsletters they want to follow us on social media for all of the other wow words that we put out there right but it's sort of you have to have a formula in being able to do that otherwise it's too time consuming so i always say like with the opinion piece just do one a month like we don't need to be shoving our opinions down people's throats like you know, left, right and centre, that people get really um, put out by that. They don't yeah. like it. Then, yeah. So I always say, like, in week one, do a how-to. Week two, make it a tips list because they're the two most read blogs um, and most clicked on. Week three, make it a client question because people, if we're answering mm -hmm. people's questions already, we seem to be really helpful and they go, oh, I really like that chick because she's pretty much answering the question that I didn't even verbalize yeah yeah and then like make one an opinion but mm -hmm. you really do like you were saying before with the strategy like you have to have a strategy like you can't just sit down and write a blog and just go oh yeah well there's nothing behind it like <laughs> there has to be a goal and a meaning to yeah. each piece and that has to fall into your overarching marketing strategy so if that's so mine if i can share mine with you Love it was to. too when i started this workshop 
business, I really didn't think anybody would come. I didn't think anybody would want to know about blogging or how to write or anything like that and how wrong I was. Mm -hmm. I've since taught nearly over 200 people now in that year. What I did was, because it was new, all I, I just needed to get bums on seats. Like I had, as I said, no idea that anyone would want to do it. So that was my goal. Always, every time I sat down to write a piece of content, it was to somehow get someone to book from that blog into my workshop. Mm-hmm. And then the call to action then was always, if you want to know more about blogging or writing or these five steps or whatever, come to my workshop. Here's the link to book. Yeah. But always fits into your marketing strategy, whether that's like it's always to increase sales. Mm-hmm. One was to increase bums on seats. It might be to increase your database. It might just be to raise your profile. It might be to get more leads. It might be to get more 15-minute consults. Like whatever mm-hmm. it is, that's the goal every single time. Might be to grow your mm-hmm. Facebook I've heard yeah. of um, I've heard of a I guess it's a philosophy and and there's a book around. I have not read the book, but I've heard of this book called. Um, don't make me think and it's exactly about that sort of thing so it's like um, you know making it really easy for people to follow the steps to get to work with you and to get served by you because that's what it's about it's not you know it's not about getting bums on seats for the sake of making money of course that's part of your strategy because that's why we're in business but it's also like if you want to know more because this is really useful information this is how you need to do this is the next thing that you need to do so I think that's really interesting always Always, always. Like a blog will help raise your profile, it will help get more leads and it will help boost your business in a monetary sense. I guarantee that, I have no doubt. But the number one aim of any piece of content that we put out is to always help people. Mm -hmm. If it's helpful, then we can build a connection and trust really quickly and then they'll like us and that whole no like and trust thing, I like to just say fall in love with us. They will, they will really like us they'll understand us we'll be talking to our ideal target market i call them my business bestie we'll be talking to our business besties and then we ask at the bottom of our blog in the call to action we're like okay we've given you all this information now can i ask something of you please read this last sentence and if you'd like to come or download or click here or buy here or whatever yeah yeah so it's always about helping people first and foremost absolutely so liz i hear people going yeah that's all well and good for you to sit down and write a blog a week but i'm not a writer you're a journalist you know how to do it it's easy for you all of that sort of thing so have you got some um processes or tips or tricks or things to sort of help people get started if they've never written a blog before or if it's been haphazard sporadic and not helpful and not really strategic like how do people kind of get over that i don't want to call myself a blogger or i'm not a writer or you know how do people get started it is a big um it is a big issue like people's confidence in putting their words out there like you know they don't want to get um any negative feedback or they don't want to be seen as they might say something wrong or you know no one's going to agree with me and i did the same thing like it did take me a little while and i just put out one here and there but it doesn't work. You have to be weekly. And the way that you do that is to come up with your little plan. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just come up with your formula, right? Like I said before, our four weeks, we had to say, you guys can do whatever you like. You yeah. might do a story, you might do a pros and cons, you might do whatever. But I just, when I'm teaching people, say how to, 
week one, week two, numbered list, week three, client question, and week four, an opinion piece. Or Mm -hmm. you might do a promo piece or you might do a story, right? Mm. So then every month you know exactly what you're doing. So then you can start to put some topics in place. So in month one, just say we'd I'll just go back to January because it's easy. January is goal setting. Everyone talks about goal setting. How does goal setting or planning fit into your business or it doesn't fit into your business? Maybe you don't do goal setting or whatever, right? Then February, month of love. So how can you fit love and the word love or relationships or connection or something like that, right? It doesn't have to be about Valentine's Day as such, but it can just be the theme. Mm-hmm. So then how, how are you then going to fit in to say we go back to goal setting, a how-to on goal setting, a tips list on goal setting or planning, a client question that you might get asked around it. I get asked all the time about how do I fit in everything into my day and I, I have a structured day. Yeah. I do this, 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 this and this, otherwise I can't do it all. So I would write a blog about that, right, because yeah. people would yeah. find that helpful. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you might have an opinion on goal setting because actually at the start of this year there was a lot of um, traction with an, a couple of articles around um, how goal setting was kind of dead, I suppose, like blogging used to be. <laughs> You know, so then you've got your topics, right? So you know exactly what you're going to do. Then I always suggest actually blocking out. So I block out a whole day for the month, right? You would only just say, and you only want to give it one hour per blog and try and get that down. Mm-hmm. And you time yourself and you'll get really good at it. You'll have a little competition with yourself. So you just block out half the day, once a month, on the first Monday of the month and write all your blogs. Do the pictures, schedule them and be done with it, right? Yeah. Or if you can't do that on a monthly basis, then do it on a weekly basis and just schedule your 9 till 10 every Monday, you write your little blog and that's it. You know, like you're going to go and get your pictures um, in your little plan, have a think about what cool pictures you, you like and you just write it all down. Just use a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. put your topic in, put your how-to and, and your little headline and your picture image and whatever else. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. Right, so already you've got your little plan, you've scheduled some time for it, you're going to time yourself so that you get quicker at it and then you're just going to do it and you're going to put these beautiful words out there and you're going to wow the heck out of people because somebody out there, not just one, but a whole bunch of people Mm -hmm. want to read your content, right? And they will be your lovely business besties who will fall in love with you. You won't get the sort of feedback, the negative feedback that you think you're going to get. It just kind of doesn't happen. Like it just, <laughs> the whole time that I've been a journalist, I've hardly, like I've got a few um, bits of hate mail and stuff like that, but that was like I'm out there, you know. You guys yeah. aren't journalists, so you're not yeah. going to get that. And then with a few blogs I've had in the whole, like I think it's been six years that I've had the business from part-time to full-time. I've had two annoying trolls and that's it. And they eventually go away. So you've got them because you've got a profile and it means exactly for all the people, for those two people who've said something negative, how many thousands of people have, have loved it. I've loved it. Positive yeah. It's almost like a sign of, always, um, you know, you've kind of made it once you've got a hater because you know oh, yeah. there's enough people out there who <laughs> actually are taking the time to respond to you to say that was crap and I hated it. You're like, yeah. And let's all like let's all try and get a couple of haters because yeah, right? then we know that we're successful. <laughs> Even last night I put out um, a live video. I did a talk last night on like how to get leads from your blogs, and someone put some little angry face, and I'm like, really? 
You put an angry face? That's so weird. <laughs> Lock, delete, see ya. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, all of that is absolutely speaking my language. So I, I teach, you know, something quite similar in terms of a content strategy and, and batching and that sort of thing, whether you batch it mm. for months or for a quarter or even if you plan things out um, a bit longer term if you've got um, launches and promotions and that sort of thing going throughout Absolutely. the year as well. So, but I really like that, having a bit of, um, having a, bit of a system. And I think some other tips um, that, I, that I like to teach and show people is things like if, you're, if um, part of your um, marketing strategy or part of your networking strategy is to use or to be active in places like Facebook groups, think yeah. about things when someone asks a question and someone else tags you and says, Claire will know the answer to that. You go in there and you answer it. That's your blog. Like that's the basis for your blog post because there's obviously a market that someone has a asked the question, someone else has referred you that like write that down. And you know, I've got a, um, a bit of a system. I actually asked a question in a group yesterday and there's been about, I don't know, 30 responses or so. Um, questions. Like I've asked a question. I've had about 30 responses with um, their pain points and I've gone and replied to all of them. So I've actually just sent the, the, um, that link to my VA to turn that into a bit of an outline about problem, answer, problem, answer, problem, yeah. answer. And I'm going to style that into a blog post. Like I've already got probably 500 words there and it's specific to like people have told me exactly what the problem is and I've told what them exactly want. how to fix it. Like, yeah, you know, that's, and I'm all about upcycling my, um, my uh yeah. content and that sort of thing so that's a lot of what i teach as well but i yeah. just i really love that system about you know especially when you're getting started it does feel a bit overwhelming it does feel a bit scary because you know you hear this word blog and i think back in the day when blogging first started it was all like mummy bloggers or how to do makeup tutorials or something like that yeah. now it's actually a valid um, starting point for people to get to understand who you are, what you do, what's your process, and to differentiate yourself from from other people. Like there's other people who do what I do, and probably what you do as well. Um, but here, for, for people to be able to hear your voice and hear how you teach and your passion for it and your certain um, interest points and that sort of thing has to happen somehow. And if you're using, if you're doing that sort of upcycling where you're doing written blogs, video blogs, you're pushing it onto your social media, you've maybe done yeah. a podcast or you've been interviewed by someone and it kind of all starts to form, you know, all of the guts of your message and that sort of thing. So I think it's a really important Absolutely. thing to just get started. And the more with you put out, like the more content that you put out or that you, I call it restyling, so repurposing, upcycling, right. I call it restyling because yep. a whole word, word stylist thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the more that you put out, the more clear you will be on your message. Totally. And so you get really clear on the message that you want to give people, then you can just start talking yeah. about. And then that's when like you might decide, okay, cool, I want to do some speaking now or I want to have a podcast now or write I want a to book. Channel. Write a book, yeah. yeah. I love how blogs are so easy. That was the other thing I wanted to say, like, they're so, so easy, right? As in you can write one pretty quickly yep. and you can edit them easily. So once you put it up there, it's not like video or podcast, like you don't, you have to like go back and edit it, you know, or get somebody to edit it for you if there's something that's not quite right. Or with a blog, you can just go into the back end and just go, oh, there's that little thing, I'll fix that up or I can add this bit to it yes. or yeah. whatever. So it's pretty, they're pretty easy to... They're easy content to produce or to create 
and also to repurpose or restyle or upcycle. And I love that because one of my blogs I wrote for my website, I restyled it to a guest post so it went out to a whole bigger audience. Um, and then I turned it into a speaking gig that I used to funnel into my workshops. So it, this blog now has made me, God knows, I can't, I don't even know, I have to talk to my accountant about how much money it's actually, I should yeah. find that out specifically because be yeah. tens of thousands of dollars wow. off one blog. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, and, um, and so tell me with, um, with regards to that, like I know there's a couple of um, businesses out there, everyone knows like um, uh, Tara Gentile and um, gosh, I'm trying to think of everyone's names, like Amy Porterfield and yeah. you know, all those sort of people who, if you follow them on, like some of these people I follow on Facebook and I've got them to um, come up first in my newsfeed because I want to see what they're all about. And like every time I log onto Facebook, which is probably more often than I should, but every time I log onto Facebook, there's a thing from them. So maybe once or twice a day, they've got new content up there. But after you've sort of seen it for a couple of months, you know that they're, they're sort of upcycling or restyling some of these things. Um, and some of them literally are just scheduling the same stuff every couple of months. So you just, you know, it's capturing everyone. It's capturing new people and that sort of thing. So in one way, I think that's kind of clever because social media moves so quickly. Like a lot of people, I think only 1% of your followers might see a thing you put on Facebook. So in that... On your fan page, yeah. On your fan page. So if you don't have um, a a heap of time, like you can still have a lot of content kind of showing through your social media. If not, obviously you're not going to be changing it on your blog. Um, yeah. But another thing I do, for instance, with my podcast, so for every episode, I make four different social media shares. So there's like, all right, today on the podcast, I'm speaking with Liz Campbell and it's kind of, you know, it's got the title and it's got the episode number, it's got your face. But then two months down the track, I've got a different hook, like a different uh-huh. sentence. Have you started yeah. blogging yet? And it's, it'll lead back to this podcast. And then in four months time, a different image with a different title that leads back to the same one and then the same thing at six months so it's still it's kind of doing both things it's recycling the same content but it's also hooking like maybe it's like um attracting different people because it uses slightly different language or it's asking a different question or it's um pinpointing a different part so i think you can get really clever with that so you don't have to you know um after you've been doing it for a while if you're producing something weekly like a blog or a podcast you can actually be you know, after six months of doing that, you've actually got something like 20 pieces of content a week if you're being really smart about how you're scheduling it and recycling that sort of stuff. And then those 20 blogs or pieces of content, you can go and restyle those and get another 20 that's new content, right? So you just have to change. So the search engines say 20%, but I say to people, change 50%. So you know if I was going to write a blog about the five steps to writing a blog that sells or something like that right so you keep those five steps mm-hmm. and then you cut and paste them into a new story or a new document and then you just add a story to it so it might be you know like it could be a case study it could be something that's happened to you it could be like some new research that you've found or just like I said before that one blog post that got me tens of thousands of dollars like I could add that story and then here's how to write a blog yeah, and then sure come to my workshop so those 20 blogs that you've already written they can form the base of so many other pieces Mm. of content but you can then restyle them so you don't have to write another 20 you just need to tweak another 20 
do another 20 weeks worth of content, which is basically the year done and dusted. It's crazy. And then some people it's also so putting cool. those things together to create ebooks or actual books or, you know, the first yeah. little bit, the first couple of chapters of a, of a book book or, yeah. like I said, into podcast media. Yeah, my book, um, it started as 50% blog content that I'd already written. Um, and then I sent it to the editor and she said, you need another 50% more. It's not enough here. I'm like, okay, cool. So I wrote another 50%, which formed the rest of the book. Then I used that new 50% as blogs. <laughs> well, Amazing. I'd written the book and then I had another, like probably another six months. I, mm. I haven't used them all yet because I, you know, have my own formula and tweak and sure. like write stuff and I've, do you know what I've started doing, which is really weird because I'm a writer and I just love to sit down to write, is to actually tra- like record them and have them transcribe. It. Yeah. And you've got to, like, there's a little tiny bit of work you need to do in your head just to, like, okay, what am I going to talk about? What's going to be my angle? And then each step, just say during five steps or whatever. I did one the other day and it worked out really well. It was why I still crew for other people, like, so people will say to me, oh, why, why are you crewing for Liz? Like, isn't that beneath you? I'm like, <laughs> no. I learn so much when I crew from others. So I'm like, okay, what are my five things that I still get out of crewing for other events? And so I did this little thing as I'm doing my walking the other day, sent it off to rev.com. It's a dollar a minute. And done. Sent to my VA. So she cool. posted yeah so cool so cool so I really love that yeah I love and I think um you know yes you love writing but sometimes it just it just hits you like I got um I recently got a little I don't know $15 thing from eBay that sticks on my car windscreen so that I can record videos while I'm driving because I always talk to myself while I'm driving I always talk like I'm having conversations with people and I do it out loud and I think like is this okay because people just assume that I'm on the phone or something but I talk I talk out loud and I'm like and then I'll get somewhere and think, I'll write that down. And I never write it down. And I've kind of lost that train of thought and that inspirational little you know, thing that I was on. So I've started actually recording them as I'm driving. And I'll either record it as a Facebook Live if it's a little you know, chat or a bit of information or education or a show and tell sort of thing. Um, but sometimes I've done um, those sorts of things. And then, yeah, same as you, sent it to my VA yeah. to transcribe, turn it into a blog or turn it into something. It's just amazing, like, and then I've got a video, and yes, I'm, you know, at my steering wheel, it doesn't look fantastic, but that's part of my brand, I'm, you know, I do it when I can in between the four yeah. things that are kind of going on, and I've got a written blog, and it's just an awesome way of doing things, and, you know, like we said at the beginning, people get to hear your voice through yeah. the words, so there's words that you and I both use, or the words that you use that are unique to your brand, and there's words that I yeah. use that are unique to my, well, not even unique to my brand, but um representative that are you that are me yeah. um and if you take them out of the written word you know you kind of lose that so i think it's a really oh, cool yeah. way of doing it. it's really clever yeah and just on that like you always want to be yourself so if you use words like oh my god or you know if you say it omg or awesome or amazing yeah. or incredible or whatever like these words are right that people when you're having a conversation with they know you for it that has to be in your blog it's just like yeah. if you're doing a video, it has to be the same style, the same you, the same mm, authenticity. I don't really like that word no, either, but it has to be the same. <laughs> but otherwise, people won't. They won't fall in love with you because no. you'll be different. That's it. I mean, That's like that. website. It's the same with website copy. I've had this yeah. awesome conversation with someone who 
she she's a branding expert so she's in marketing but she specifically deals with branding and she's absolutely fantastic and she talked a lot about uh, she came to one of my networking events actually she was a presenter and she talked a lot about um if your website doesn't match when people speak to you in person so say someone goes onto your website and it's really flash and it's amazing and the copy is beautiful and it's very elegant and all of that sort of thing and you get on and you're a little bit rough and um you know really relaxed people are like oh hang on like it, it's not there's not a problem with how you are and there's not a problem with how your website is but there's a disconnected like it yeah. doesn't match and so it just doesn't build that trust factor um, and same the other way around like if you've got a really shabby website and there's nothing on there or the words don't match and it's all kind of all over the place and there's different fonts and whatever but then people talk to you and you're very articulate and you're very specific and you know all that sort of thing it's again it's like neither of them are necessarily a bad thing but when they together they just it's just a disconnect and it doesn't build that sort of trust so you've yeah. got to reflect you've got to be yourself and there's no you know, I mean, there's different levels of um, how you kind of show up with your personality in your business. I totally get that. There's some businesses where people are very removed from being the personal face of their business. And there's some people like you and I who are our business, like yeah. we're the face of the business. And people have I love being my business. Talk. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and that's definitely, definitely a thing. So my next question, um, there's a lot of talk, I guess, in a lot of the circles that I move in at the moment around having people um, like yourself who do copy for you and how to kind of help those people to get into your voice or help those people yeah. to kind of encapture um, all of the stuff that, that how you would speak. So any yeah. people who are looking to start yeah. outsourcing some writing? I have the best tips about this because I've done this myself. So you must, if you're going to outsource, because you pretty much you outsource because you get too busy, right? And you want to be able to go and be either the face of your business or to, to get more business in. That's why we do that. Otherwise, we probably still try and do everything ourselves. So what I, what I did was I told my VA, my social media manager, who's now my marketing manager pretty much, she had to go away and look at every single piece of content that I put out there, my blog, my website, my emails that I sent her, my videos. She had to be on my web webinars she had to um you know um have a look at the sticky tickets for my workshops like all of that right she had social media on my business page across all my platforms in my groups she had to pretty much become me mm -hmm. so she had to find what i call the wow words and she had to find my wow words she had to discover them she had to put them into a document of which i call a lexicon which is our, our vocabulary, a style guide pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so that she could then, so I use, uh, oh my God, a lot. I use awesome and amazing say, right? So she yeah. has to use those words so that it sounds like me. Like you're so right. if you have a look, yeah. yeah. And if you have a look now at um, any, pretty much all my social media accounts I don't do at all, except my personal Facebook. Um, in my groups, I don't do those unless I get in there and, and just you know put something in that's random all my promotion stuff is done by other people but i still write some of the copy so she might she does my newsletter all of that so if she'll if she'll send it through and it sounds like me but i just need to add a bit of stuff in there and then i send it back to her so she makes another note of what i've so she has she, she knows when i get my it's so crazy when i get my newsletter through she's been stalking me so much that she's like Oh, it's been like such a great, amazing month. I've been here, 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 and here. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so true. I have been here, here, and here. <laughs> so 
So you basically, my best advice is to have your social media manager or your marketing manager or whatever it is, your VA, stalk you. Troll they you. have yeah, to sign up totally. for everything that you do yeah. so that they can become you because there is nothing worse than a disconnect. And you can see it. Like yeah. you could see in one, one person that I had, um, you could see when she got on and then when I got on and they just weren't the same and it's like, nah, this is not right. Like I need, I need to now teach them to be a mini Liz. Mm-hmm. So you need to talk them and teach them how to be a mini you. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And there's, there's lots of different layers about that. And I, I also was talking a lot about um, outsourcing recently and, you know, you, you've got to find, you've just got to find the right person who gets you and who has some alignment, you know, um, whatever sort of feels good. And some people will find like a, an extension of their right hand and some people will find someone who's actually their left hand but does all the stuff that they don't want to do and, you know, everything in between. So you've kind of just got to have a bit of a play around with that. And, um, and Yeah, that's true. That's a good way of looking at it. I hadn't really thought about that. Mm. I think most of my team are extension of my right hand of me like pretty much I want them because I'm my I am my brand but then I have got other people that are like I just hate doing admin stuff I just hate it so now I've got somebody that's doing that and then I've got an assistant starting tomorrow actually so exciting she's going to look after my inbox and just getting that stuff out because it scares me it's so crazy (laughs) in there (laughs) that's good love it Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Liz. I think that's been um, really insightful and really interesting. Um, you and I have obviously got a lot of overlap in terms of what we do and how yeah. we do it. Having some systems and tools and structure, I think, is probably what it comes down to for anyone who's starting or wanting to get a bit more consistent and wanting to really use blogging and content as part of their funnel and you know have those yeah. calls to action and that sort of thing. So absolutely brilliant love your style love your style of course i do because you're the word stylist (laughs) um so liz we'll put all the links in show notes obviously but how um how can people easiest or best get in touch with you or follow you and learn more about you and what you do absolutely they can just go to my website it's pretty easy elizabethcampbell.com.au and if you just google elizabeth campbell i pretty much am on the first page i've overtaken the opera singer and I think there's online. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just... cool. <laughs> I'm actually, the other Claire Barton is also an opera singer. I couldn't get oh, really? because she's a New Zealand um, classical and opera singer. Mine too. I couldn't get the .com for Elizabeth Campbell either. <laughs> so I got the .com.au. What are your opera singers taking over the world, these girls? But we just need to keep blogging and then we overtake them, you see. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Claire. I really Uh, had a piece of fun. I I love talking about this stuff. Excellent. And we love hearing about it. So thanks so much for coming on the show. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Claire. See you later. And that is absolutely it, my lovely. So I hope you've really enjoyed the episode. It was great fun recording that one as it is with all of them. If you'd like to connect, I'd love to stay in touch with you. I have a beautiful Facebook group um, community at bit.ly forward slash The Recovering Perfectionist Crew with all um, capital T, R, P and C. I'm also, I have a massive goal this year to get 50,000 downloads on my podcast and I've got a YouTube show as well. So I'd love for you to help me out if you can by either subscribing to the podcast on iTunes so if you want to go over and do that now that would be awesome 
If you have a couple of favorite episodes or if there's one favorite episode that you've really enjoyed, I would love you to share that with anyone who you think would get as much out of it as you have as well. And while you're in iTunes, if you can jump in and give it a review, that would be amazing. iTunes definitely helps out podcasts that have got some some good ratings and reviews and some really interactive listeners. So I would really appreciate your help with getting to my goal of 50,000 in 2017. The show is also available over on YouTube. The links are always in the show notes, so you can um, head over there. So it's The Recovering Perfectionist on YouTube. There's a channel for that as well. So jump in and leave your comments. You can watch all of the episodes in video. So if you want to see what we look like and our crazy hand gestures and uh, facial expressions and all of that sort of thing, absolutely jump in. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel show as well. And then you'll be kept up to date when there's some uh, new episodes that come in there. So yeah, love your support. And if you want to shoot me an email, it's hello at clairebarton.com.au. Always happy to receive your emails and yeah, open up a conversation. All right, big love. I'll chat with you soon. Bye.